The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's man-to-man coverage. This is the PFT PM Podcast. And now, your host, Mike Florio. July 6th edition of the PFT PM Podcast. Fridays with A-Flow. I will admit that I slacked a little bit this week. I only did a podcast on Tuesday. Monday, we had family arrive, so we were, you know, interacting with them. Tuesday, I banged out, I don't know, 30, 40-minute podcast. Wednesday was a holiday. Thursday, sorry, just didn't get to it. But today, it's now the third edition, volume three of Friday's with A-Flow. Have, have you recovered from the 4th of July festivities with all of your, all of your appendages, all, all 21 of them? Yeah, you made sure I was pretty careful with the fireworks this past the last few days. Well, the one thing that we did, and it's amazing now here in West Virginia, the quality of fireworks that you can legally purchase everywhere. It's like the circus came to town and disseminated all of its tents to every square mile of the town. Everywhere you go, you could throw a rock and hit one of these fireworks tents. And they have high-quality mortars. So what we did, Tuesday night we had a big 4th of July barbecue because my family members left on Wednesday late morning. So we had some significant fireworks for that, most of which were legally purchased, some of which possibly not, but the evidence is now completely burned up. So if any authorities are out there listening, I admit to nothing. Wednesday night, the actual 4th, Alex and some of his friends were hanging out, and I went out and got him some pizza. Pizza Hut, pepperoni, and chicken. I didn't get any pepperoni and chicken together. No, you got chicken and onion. You said don't get pepperoni and chicken, so I didn't. I should have just overruled you and gotten pepperoni and chicken. That's the official PFTPM pizza recipe. Yeah, don't listen to me next time. I won't listen to you next time, but I did listen to you when you said stop and get some fireworks. So I stopped at the tent. The guy there had an excellent kiss hat. It looked homemade. It was a great, I almost offered him 50 bucks for it. He probably would have told me to cram it sideways, but I really wanted that hat. Instead, I bought fireworks. And these mortars, they're like sticks of dynamite, like little mini sticks of dynamite. And they have a really long fuse. And that's good because the moment the flame hits the fuse, it scared the shit out of me. I mean, we had some tubes set up. We had four of them on a wooden pallet. And... Alex and I walked out with one each, and we dropped it down, and we did one, two, three. Did you, like, freak out every time the no, flame I hit the wick? I, I didn't freak out like you did. You were uh, you went a little overboard with it. It was really nothing to worry about. I shouted one specific expletive every time as I ran away, like, and I think that fr- made you, you laugh. You were freaking me out, and there's no reason to be worried, and you were like, you're... The sound that those things make when they shoot yeah, out of powerful. the tube. My God. Well, that's why they kill people. That's why you have to be careful. Yeah, and that's why they make the wick long. That's why I was sure to be consuming no alcohol, and you accused me falsely last Friday of consuming Crown and Coke before we we shot off the fireworks. I was completely sober. Not everyone who was shooting off fireworks this week can say the same, although I will not name names. We had plenty of people here. There are plenty of suspects. Uh, yeah, I guess the night you didn't let off the fireworks, you were 
drinking Crown and Co. I did not let the fireworks off though. That was yeah, delegated yeah. to someone else. I stood back and I videotaped the fireworks. The next night we did it. We had these rockets too, and they were great. Like twenty five dollars for eight rockets, and they they go up so high, and they make this nice little burst. We go back out, and one of the sticks came falling down. It missed you like by five feet. It would have impaled you. No, it was farther than that. I mean, it was five feet. It was close to where uh, where we had the tubes. But it came down, it chunked right in the ground. Yeah. That could have done some damage. Anyway, no damage done. All 21 appendages, I guess 23 if you want to be technical. All, all bits and pieces still attached to us. And we hope that all of you out there are in the same position. Although, I assume if you had any type of fireworks accident, you probably wouldn't be listening to the PFTPM podcast today. But here's hoping that no one in the PFTPM posse fell victim to any sort of fireworks shenanigans. But we had a great 4th of July. It was a weird week, too. Because it was like Monday was Monday, and Tuesday was Friday, and Wednesday was Sunday, and Thursday was Monday, and Friday is Friday. Did I get that all? Yeah, I think that was, that was pretty accurate. <laughs> that was fairly inspired. But I, so I just feel like I haven't done anything all week except for two podcasts, and this is podcast number two. And I woke up this morning at 3.30 a.m. It's great to be on vacation when I can wake up as late as I want, and I'm wide awake at 3.30 in the morning. So... I'm kind of tired right now. I was waking up as you were going to bed, I assume. No, I was I was in bed before that. You're on that 21-year-old summertime schedule where it's like vampire hours. Like you're up until... when? How late are you typically up? Like two. Two, my ass. Like yeah. Two o'clock Pacific time. No, two o'clock now. And when do you wake up? Like 10.30. That's not bad. That's, that's, that's better than normal. I'd say most 21-year-olds who are home for the summer and are working part-time for their dad probably probably up a lot so, later. No, I've been waking up at like 10. That's not bad. There's some mornings where I wake up at 7 and I'm up for a while, then I will lay back down for like 30 minutes. One thing that happened last night while you were hanging out with your friends, which is fine. I don't mean that derisively. I like it when you hang out with your friends. There was a video that someone sent to me of President Trump in Montana. And I don't understand why the NFL continues to try to tiptoe around this guy. Now, this is a politics-free zone. I'm just giving you fair warning now. I know you're a voting age. I don't want to talk about politics. I just want to talk about the predicament the NFL has. Nothing they do is going to make this guy happy. They want to placate him when it comes to the national anthem. Nothing they say, nothing they do is going to placate him. He is always going to find a way to pounce on them. The only way he'll ever be quiet about it is if they require all players against their will to be on the sideline, hand over their heart, standing at attention for the national anthem. And even if the NFL would declare that to be the rule, President Trump would say something negative about the NFL. They can't win. So why do they even try? Right. I mean, if you have somebody who and and I hate to use this term because I'm not doing it in a political context, but he is bullying the NFL. I think we can agree on that. When you have somebody who's a bully, you 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 don't just keep giving the bully your lunch money. He's going to keep asking for your lunch money. At some point, you got to punch him in the nose. Am I right or am I right? You're right. Okay. Did, did you ever have to deal with a bully? No, I've never really had to deal with any of that. Then were you the bully? No. I feel like we had this conversation before. Yeah. I mean, Maybe we did. Anyway. Going to a small school, we didn't really have to deal with that. And you were the biggest kid in school, so and you were always very good-natured. And so there's a question that's coming up later about the worst thing you ever did as a kid, and I'm having a hard time thinking of anything bad that you ever did. So I didn't have to worry about any phone calls about 
about Alex beating anyone up and never had to worry about him getting getting beaten up because he he was too big to beat up. But the president, I guess too big for the NFL to take on because it's one thing for him to take shots at them verbally at rallies from time to time. If they really engage him, he's got the full weight of the federal government and, and he could make their lives even more miserable if he wanted to try. I guess that's why they do it. And look, again, this isn't a political commentary, but the president's been inconsistent in his position regarding the new anthem policy. Back in March, no, May rather, excuse me, back in May, after the policy was announced, he said, I think that's good. I don't think people should be staying in locker rooms, but I still think it's good. Now he says that the new policy is worse. And as a quick refresher, the new policy requires any player who would be inclined not to stand for the anthem to stay in the locker room. Now he said over and over again that it's worse. So they can't win and he can win and he will win. And he's going to use this as an issue to motivate voters to get out for the midterm elections because they don't want to lose control of the Congress. That's the bottom line. And this is going to keep coming up as football season approaches again and again and again. And there's nothing the NFL can do about it. And I think they're just going to keep their mouths shut and take the losses over and over again because I think they fear that it's only going to get worse if they decide to fight them. At some point, though, you want to see somebody stand up and fight. At some point, you'd like to see something. You'd like to see somebody defend themselves. Even if they're going to lose, you'd like to see like you like to see Rocky Balboa. I mean, I guess we'll see by the time football season starts, like who like you know will take a stance against something like that. Well, like, but that's only going to make him. I mean, the NFL itself, the owners aren't going to say anything. The players, I think, are going to engage him, and they're willing well, to yeah. engage him. And then the best opportunity for that will be when the season starts. That's right. And the thing is, the president's going to react to whatever the players do. And then the owner is going to continue to hide under the bed. That's what they're doing. They're hiding under the bed with this. They're trying to do something that will placate him. And then they run and hide and they take whatever he says. And at some point, I'd love to see one of them stand up and say, enough, leave us alone. Look, we're doing everything we can here, but people have rights and we're trying to respect those rights. And why don't you worry about something more important than whether or not football players are standing up for the national anthem? How about worrying about what all the people in the stands are doing during the national anthem because they're doing anything but paying attention? How about that? So they won't do that, though. They just won't. I predict what will happen. There will continue to be controversies and issues. Players will find ways to protest. The president will continue to harangue the NFL and the owners will say nothing. Book that. If you could bet on that, I would bet on that. I mean, it's been that way for a while already. The owner's not saying anything. I know, but it just bothers me. It bothers me that they won't stand up for themselves because they fight everybody. They fight me. If there's something I say that they don't like, they complain to NBC about it. They're not afraid of me. Well, there's good reason for that. Yeah, they're afraid of the president. I have no power. (laughs) I mean, they always say don't pick a fight with with a guy who buys his ink by the truckload because you can keep writing things about him and saying things about him and... They don't care. I guess they don't care. I guess they're used to people criticizing them. So if the worst they have to deal with is the president criticizing them, it's no different than what happens to them all the time. All right, enough of that. Did you see Delaware's making some money off of gambling? Did you see the post? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you didn't see that. No, I swear. $7 million in revenue and $1 million. No, $7 million in wagers, $1 million in net revenue for Delaware in like 19 days. That's that's pretty good. That's that That's pretty good. And I think that's going to inspire more states to do it. As long as you set the lines right, you're going to make money. The House always wins over the long haul. Delaware is proving it. It's coming to West Virginia. It's happening in New Jersey. Other states are jumping on. I remember being told back in May, six to 10 states will have legalized betting by the time football season starts. And that's when the numbers are going to go up. So I, I, uh, 
I still don't know whether I'm going to actually bet. I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to, so I probably won't because I'll of bet. that. I'll bet. Okay, you can bet, but I'm not giving you any advice. You're on your own. You have to give me advice. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, but I'll here's give you what, a small percentage. All right, but if if you lose, you will never let me hear the end of it, ever. You know, you can't win them all. Well, one thing I won this week that I didn't even expect, and I don't think it's going to last very long. I'm looking at the El Producto box that once contained my Kiss playing cards that my nephew had at my sister's house, and his artwork is on it. He's now a graphic designer with the NHL. A 40-year-old Kiss trash can. I thought that thing was long gone. Isn't there a? Isn't there like an old Vikings trash can like that around here somewhere that we once had? It was like yeah, full of coins. Full of coins. And that I think that was the time that you were more impressed with me than anything else. We took those coins to the bank, and it was like twelve hundred dollars, and you were blown away. Oh, I had no idea. I was just a kid. I had no idea how much money that would be. Yeah, $1,200 in coins in this giant metal Vikings trash can from 1975. The Kiss trash can from 1978. That thing is awesome. It's down in the barn, but I have a feeling when it's time to pack up your shit and go back to school, it's not going to be in the barn. Uh, I'll leave it here. Oh, I thought you were going to take it. No, I'll leave it. No, you can take it. Uh, I kind of like the fact that you wanted it. I was That was reverse psychology. I wanted to make you want it even more by complaining about you wanting it well now i'm disappointed you know i got some kiss toy i'll take it i got some kiss vinyl records we need to get a a turntable and uh hook it up because you can get the the turntable that hooks up to bluetooth and we got that great sound system down in the barn that we were playing the other night and i tried to play kiss and you objected but you liked it you liked it rock and roll over you liked that album Uh, you weren't you weren't playing the classics that's a classic what it's 42 years old oh not the ones everyone knows Hard Luck Woman? You didn't know Hard Luck Woman? Eh, just, I think just we turned it off before man. then. You were putting uh, Post Malone or nah. or uh, somebody else. Who, what were you playing? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, and it was it in a haze of uh, of uh, legal beverages that you consumed after the fireworks? I mean, I don't know. I don't remember what I put on. I just started playing music. And well, anyway, anyway, you can take the... If you really want it, you can take the Kiss Trash Can. Just bring it home for the summertime. Not that... I mean, the problem is if I have it down there in the barn, people are actually going to throw trash in it. It's not an actual trash receptacle. It's just there for show. All right. Uh, what else has happened in the NFL? Did you see that Andrew Luck got his wallet back from a good Samaritan and he got a he got an autographed football in return? I did see that. The wallet with nothing taken from it. He came across the wallet. How do you lose your wallet? How did how did Andrew Luck drop his wallet? People lose their wallet. I lost my wallet once when I was your age. It was a pain in the ass getting everything replaced. I had to get a new driver's license. I had a cover. I had a credit card. I had this. I had the other. It was a pay. It was a pain. It took like a month to get everything that I needed, especially back in those days because you couldn't just jump online and get whatever you wanted. Pain in the ass. And I never found it. No one brought it. And the good thing is I had no money, so there was no money in it. But the guy got a signed football, and somebody made a good point on Twitter. Is it a signed NFL football, or is it a signed high school football? Because, you know, he's only throwing high school footballs. It was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. You didn't didn't appreciate that one very much. No, I appreciate that. Uh, They are uh, much smaller. Yeah, and he can't throw an NFL football, but he's fine. Everything's fine. Andrew Luck's going to be fine, folks. Yeah, he's fine. He can't throw a regulation football on a regular basis, but he's fine. He's good. He'll be fine. Sure. Um, I don't want to talk anymore about the helmet rule. The helmet rule is going to be a mess. 
I tell you that right now. It's going to be a mess. One way or another, it's going to hover over the football season in a negative way, almost as bad as the anthem issue. It is too complicated. It is too convoluted. And what's going to happen on any given play, they can throw a flag for an illegal hit with the helmet. Some plays they will, some plays they won't. And the inconsistency is going to drive people crazy. And the media will be pointing out the inconsistency. I guarantee you, we will be pointing out the situations where there is a... uh, a violation that isn't called and situations where there's a violation that is called and they had better get this right because if they don't it's going to be worse for the NFL not better you think the Browns are going to be better than they were last year have we had this conversation I mean I, I would think they would be better than 0-16 they, they can't be worse right they the, can't get any worse yes one thing I am very confident of they can't get worse and I mention that because the playoff odds are out and some of these are surprising you know how this whole thing works like New England is minus 1500 that means you gotta bet $1500 you gotta risk 1500 to win $100 on New England making it to the playoffs so you gotta put up 1500 just to win 100 it's stupid. It's ridiculous. Who would put that up? Who's going to bet New England? Who's going to who's going to risk fifteen hundred just to make a hundred? The other side of the spectrum has Arizona at plus eight hundred. You bet a hundred, you make eight hundred. But the Browns plus six hundred to make it. I can't believe they're not the longest shot. But I think there's a belief out there among the betting public the Browns have a chance. I also think people will bet on the Browns just because they're the Browns. Well, that's why the Super Bowl. You're you're absolutely right. The the Super Bowl prop bet that that you can wager on the Browns odds have gotten down to 75 to one because so many people are betting on the Browns because they just think hey you know the Browns are supposed to be the worst team in the NFL it'll be fun to bet some money on the Browns and maybe they'll win the Super Bowl not that they will I'd be shocked if they do but I won't be shocked if they get to the playoffs I really think they could I think the Bengals eh, the Ravens who knows how good they'll be and and uh, you know the AFC not as good as the NFC if the Browns were in the NFC I'd say they have no chance and that's why the Cardinals are the longest shot because they're in the NFC. Right. And they're and they're in the NFC West. They're going to have a tough, tough time making it to the postseason. Here's the other thing that surprised me as well. I saw Ross Tucker point this out on Twitter. Of the AFC teams, the third most likely team to make it, the LA Chargers. Which, when you consider they're in a division... Vegas doesn't think much of the Chiefs with, with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. That kind of surprises me. So the Chargers are regarded as the team most likely behind the Steelers and the Patriots to make it to the postseason. They got the Chiefs at plus 120, and they got the Chargers at minus 145. That's a surprise. I like the Chiefs to make it to the playoffs. They've won the division the last couple of years, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be great. I don't know why that timer just went off. I don't so, know. I think the Chargers will be pretty good. Yeah, but they already have had their 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 season-ending injury to Hunter Henry. There's going to be more, right? We see that happen all the time with the right. Chargers. Phil Rivers needs to win a ring. He ain't going to win a ring. You never book know. it. He's not winning a ring. He's going to be this generation's Dan Marino, Dan Marino, Dan Fouts, Fran Tarkenton. He's not winning a ring. What I I will bet you. I'll bet you he's not going to win a ring. What do you you want to make it interesting? Nah. Oh really? Boy, you yeah. See, you 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 know you know that I know what's up. So anyway, the I like these futures odds. I really don't care about game by game betting. I'm fascinated by the full season props, the the, the which coach is fired first, who makes it to the playoffs, who's going to win the Super Bowl. I I I have I have good gut feelings about that. Well, we'll see how good my gut feelings are. I. Uh, but I'm not ready to say the Browns are going to make it. That that's that's more than I'm willing to do. But I'm surprised they're only plus six hundred. 
All right, there's some uh, some other items at PFT where I have gone through the rule book page by page and looked for changes in comparison to last year and tried to make sense of it. Some of them are boring, but nevertheless significant. Others are compelling. We'll see how that all plays out once the season rolls around. I think we've done all the damage we can updating everyone. Oh, I want to I say one last thing. The NBA contracts every year, the big money to guys that we've never heard of. That inspires plenty of talk among NFL players about, number one, the NFL players should get more money, and number two, their contracts should be fully guaranteed. And if NFL player contracts are fully guaranteed, the contracts would definitely be shorter. You're not going to get a six-year fully guaranteed contract. You're not. And you don't want that if you are other players, because if that guy gets to year three, year four, and he stinks, that guy's sucking away a bunch of money that could go to the players who are actually contributing to the effort. So you don't want players getting six-year fully guaranteed contracts if all contracts are fully guaranteed they'd be two and three years just like kirk cousins three years fully guaranteed that's the right way to do it you go back to the trough in three years and you get paid again at prevailing market rates that's the smart way to do it but i saw that todd Gurley. did you see this todd Gurley talking to tmz the rams running back he said that they may need to to, to have a lockout to get yeah, fully guaranteed contract look nfl players are not going to go without paychecks You can talk about it now, three years away from the labor deal expiring. But when the time comes to draw a line in the sand and not get paid, you have guys who have major financial obligations, mortgage payments, family obligations, people who rely upon that money coming in more than the player. Where's the money going to come from? And Alex, let me tell you, if they are serious about either striking or enduring a lockout, they need to be ready to start their own league. They need to be ready to stage their own games. Because if they strike, the owners go out and hire replacement players. Well, what, what are you going to watch? you going to watch a bunch of slapdicks with NFL logos, or are you going to watch real NFL players? Uh, I'll watch the real NFL players. Yeah, and, and so they should be laying the foundation for that. If they want to put real leverage on the owners, they need to start making the plans now, and they need to tell the world. We see other leagues popping up. We need to hear the NFL Players Association say that we will take a stand in 2021 and we will stage our own games, period. And until they say that, and until I see concrete plans to do it, I won't believe that any players, or at least enough players, will go without their game checks when 2021 rolls around. A lot of the guys who'd be playing in the NFL then, they're in college right now. So, you know, because I've heard for the past couple of years, save your money, save your money, save your money. Well, you're not making money. You're in high school or college. You're not going to be making money until you're in a position to lose the money by striking or taking a lockout. All right, enough of that. We got some questions. Do you have the questions pulled up on your on your laptop yeah, device? Right All right, I got some too. Uh, let, let's go back and forth. You pick one, then I'll pick one. How about that? Right. You pick one. I pick one. Pick one. Anyone. Pick a card. Any card. Anytime. No hurry. Please, take your time. You want me to pick one? Yeah, you pick one. All right. My, it's not having trouble with the Wi-Fi here right now. Mike Florio's burner account wants to know how Farfel reacted to the fireworks. You, you know what the Farfel reference is. Farfel, no. Farfel was one of the early Seinfeld episodes. Remember when he was on the plane and the guy got sick and he had Jerry take his dog home? And they had the dog that was in the back room. And you never saw the dog. All you heard was this uh, clearly fake bark. Woof, 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 woof. 
you have humped your last leg, mister. Remember that? That yeah, was Farfel. That. So, yeah. so my burner account refers to Macy as Farfel. Farfel was fine. Yeah, she was fine. She was she was not freaked out at all. And that's the problem. She's not freaked out by thunder. So, folks, yeah. when it's I, lightning out, you've got to deal with this. What? Do, yeah, you I, go. Yeah, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I took her out yesterday, and there was like, it was starting to storm, and she like was barely reacting to the thunder. She, I mean, to the point where we're like, is she deaf? But she's not. We've 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 confirmed that she can hear. She is not freaked out by thunder and lightning, which means when she's got to pee or poop, she's not gonna care. That, uh, you know, 50,000 degree bolts of electricity from the sky. She might care about the rain. Not that. The, but, but the rain, she, she just like thinks it's free water. Like she, it's water yeah, without having to work. Just stick your head up and it all just pours right in. It, it's amazing. We have three bowls outside that we keep with, with water. I don't know how three of them ended up there. I don't know how we ended up with three of them. We got two in the house and three. We're collecting dog bowls for water. She will always find a puddle to drink instead of her water bowl. I don't know why. I don't know why she does that. I, I don't know. I guess just dogs like to do that. She will drink the water that fills up the hole that she dug. You know that that spot by the yeah, by the pillar. There's that hole. It fills up with water, and she drinks the water out of that. Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting that it's like a wild animal that we've domesticated. I mean, you really can't reason with the thing. So, but anyway, she's fine with fireworks. And uh, she's fine with lightning, and I'm not fine with that. All right, have you found one that you want? Uh... Yeah, I think I found one. All right, go ahead. This one says, what was the worst thing that I did as a kid? Okay, well, we always read the handle, too. Who's it from? I want to give the it's person their, their shout-out. Forever. I don't... I, I was thinking about this. I can't remember the worst thing you ever did. I, I remember one time I thought you'd done something very bad, and it turned out that wasn't the case. Do you remember that? No. I was downstairs working back in the early days of PFT. You, it's, no, it's nothing bad. Okay. I don't. Well, you know what? I, I don't want to. You, you, your, your mom yelled down, come up and see what your son found on the computer. And for like 20 seconds, my mind raced as to what in the world I was going to see when I came upstairs. But it had something to do with Santa Claus. That's all I'll say. I'm not going to go any farther than yeah, that. That was that was pretty heartbreaking that was traumatic let's not let's not go any farther in the event there's some six-year-old out there who is waiting for santa to arrive on december the 25th I, hey let me tell you i don't think any six-year-old should be listening to this podcast but i mean what the hell you never know what you're going to find on the computer but that for that 10 or 15 seconds it took me to get up to the room where the computer was i had no idea what in the world was going to happen uh, or what we were going to find I, I can't think of anything really bad that you did I really can't. We talked about the trip to the emergency room. It's not like you did anything bad. You're just a kid being a kid, you know? Right. You, you really didn't. You never got in any trouble at school. Well, there's that one incident that, we, that really wasn't your fault, and that was no big deal, and it, that wasn't any trouble. You never really got in any trouble. You had good grades. You you, uh, you, 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 you were respectful. You, your mother was a good influence, apparently, yeah, and you didn't take out. after me. I was a standout young child yeah i mean it's kind of, now that those days are over it'd be kind of nice to have a good story or two to look back on where we were like my god what was wrong with you oh well uh i found one the real forno what are your thoughts on the daniel hunter contract how brilliant are the individuals in the vikings front office i am surprised that they keep finding cash and cap space to sign these great players after they signed kirk cousins i remember before they signed cousins mike zimmer the coach of the team was trying to make it sound like they weren't going to pursue cousins because they wouldn't have the money to keep their young players. But what have they they done? They've signed Eric Kendricks. 
star linebacker. They've signed Daniel Hunter. They want to sign Stephon Diggs. They want to sign Anthony Barr, and maybe they'll pull it off. But here's the problem. If you sign all those guys and any of your starters get injured, you're not going to have the money left over to have veteran quality depth. So once players get injured, and we know every year somebody's going to get injured, somebody's missing a game, there's going to be some guy out on the field that you just hope he can play. And maybe you'll get lucky, and maybe he can play, or maybe you won't, and he'll end up being the weak link on your offensive line, or the weak link in your secondary, or the weak link in your receiving core, or or a backup quarterback like Trevor Simeon who can't really get it done. And frankly, if he could get it done, he'd still be the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. But all due respect, not that that makes it any better, but the point is you don't have quality depth when you have high dollar value being paid out to a bunch of players. It reminds me of of the Seahawks, right? The, you get injuries and you're going to see a drop in the, the quality. And, and the Patriots are the other side of this. They get guys to play for less so they can afford a strong middle class of backups who can come in when guys get injured. And that's why you see the Patriots always in the AFC championship game because they weather that storm of inevitable injuries. And that has caused you, I, th- I don't know what has you skeptical about the Vikings. I don't know if it's Kirk Cousins. I don't know what it is, but you're very skeptical. I'm just, I've learned to just be skeptical about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you've, you've learned the hard way to not expect anything. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I really don't. As long as Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, they would have made it last year if Aaron Rodgers hadn't broken his collarbone. They just wouldn't have made it. They would have lost to the Packers in that game. It would have been their third loss of the year. And I just think they would have had a hard time maintaining the momentum that we saw. I mean, they went on a great run. And I remember being very skeptical. Coming out of their bye week, they had games against great quarterbacks. And they found a way to keep winning. And it was shocking. It was surprising. But I think if Aaron Rodgers had been healthy, they, they don't make it to the playoffs. And I think if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy this year, they're going to have a hard time. And you know who, who I think could be pretty good? I think the Bears could be pretty good. I think with Matt Nagy as the coach and and Mark Helfrich, the former Oregon coach, drawing up the plays. And if they can get the most out of Mitchell Trubisky and they're going to be very creative, they're going to move Tariq Cohen all over the place. They got Jordan Howard. They, they, I think they could surprise people because their defense held firm. And they've added Roquan Smith, the eighth overall pick in the draft at linebacker. I think the Bears could surprise a lot of people because they're going to be a team nobody expects anything from. And that is such an important dynamic. When teams expect nothing out of you, when the league, when the fans at large expect nothing out of you, you get a couple of wins early, you build some confidence, and the next thing you know, you're in the mix. And it's like, holy shit, who saw this coming? So keep an eye on the Bears. I think, yeah, the, I think the Bears could be pretty good, too. I, I think the I, Bears are a team. And, yeah, and look at the NFC North. The Packers, I think, are going to be good. The Lions have Matt Patricia as the head coach. I think the Vikings are going to struggle. I, I think yeah, that's going to be tough. I think the Vikings are not going to make the playoffs. And I'm not just saying that. Because, oh, these guys, these guys are Vikings fans. They're just trying. No, I really don't think they're going to make it. And I don't think you think so either. I mean, I thought that I thought that last year that we weren't going to make it or the Vikings weren't going to make it, and they did. And the year before was like, I remember it was a year everyone thought that we're, like, the Vikings were going to be so great, and they ended up going 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, but that's one thing I noticed growing up near Pittsburgh. It felt like there was a stretch there where every year that people expected the Steelers to be really good, they didn't live up to it. And every year that people expected the Steelers to be bad, they ended up doing better than anyone expected. And I feel like the Vikings are in that mold right now. All right, the C.J. Newman has a question. Take a stance right now. Lamar Jackson or Joe Flacco starting in Baltimore week one. Old takes exposed to come. I think Joe Flacco is starting week one. I remember one of the futures bets that I really was intrigued by was the over-under for starts for rookie quarterbacks. And Lamar Jackson was at 0.5. And I said, bet the farm on that being over. 
because, look, he may start a game at a position other than quarterback. He may be out there on the field at receiver or running back to start a game just to mess with the other defense. So I, I think I think he'll start at some point, but I think week one it's going to be Joe Flacco, barring a fluke injury. But I And I know, look, a fluke injury can happen and injuries are going to occur. But right now I think Flacco is going to start. Jackson will play. And if Jackson plays well enough, he'll be the starter next year week one. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Joe Flacco, I don't know why people would think that he would just be thrown right into it. Well, right, because you have a guy that you're paying a lot of money to, and you want to work him in slowly. They have the best of both worlds. You can work him in slowly, help him build confidence, instead of just thrusting him right in. I mean, you're going to put the guy on the bench that you're paying a crap load of money to? I don't think so. Do you think any of the rookie quarterbacks will start week one? I think Josh Allen will, and I think Josh Rosen will. And maybe Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield, the Browns seem to be intent on keeping him on the bench. I think they, they ruined Deshaun Kaiser last year, so they're doing the exact opposite this year, like like George Costanza, and they're going to put Baker Mayfield on the bench all year. But I think Rosen, Allen, and uh, and uh, uh, who did I miss? Maybe Darnold. Maybe Darnold. And and last year there were like three or starts. Who? Teddy. You know, there is some thought that he could, but I think they're just trying to... I think what will happen is, if Teddy performs really well, Teddy Bridgewater in preseason and training camp, I think he becomes a guy who potentially gets traded, especially if there's an injury. And wouldn't that be the great irony if Kirk Cousins gets injured and the Vikings trade for Teddy Bridgewater two years after the Teddy Bridgewater injury and they gave up all that for Sam Bradford? So, and, and yes, I've jinxed Kirk Cousins. See, I'm always... This is a pro tip for you, Alex. Never mention specific names like I just did when talking about the possibility of injuries because people will lose their damn minds that you have jinxed them. I learned that the hard way on Dan Patrick's show a couple of years ago when I was sitting in for Dan. I talked about, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers could tear an ACL. Packers fans lost their minds. So always keep it generic. You got that? Yeah. Put that down in your notebook that you don't have. Yeah. All right. Uh, What else do we have? Never say names. At Dirtbag1327, worst family vacation. Do you, do you recall a worst family vacation? I remember one place we went to a house that, that ended up being kind of a shithole and wasn't really connected to the beach. Remember that? Yeah. Like we almost, moved, we almost moved out of it the first night. I mean, it, was, it wasn't as nice as we thought it was going to be. It wasn't like roach infested or anything, but it wasn't as nice as we thought. It had a bunch of old crappy furniture and it didn't have a direct beach access and we thought it did. Yeah, we had to walk like down a block or two yeah but and and weird. you expect you expected like and i think on the beach but there's no way you there was no way to get to the, the beach. beach yeah that uh, other than that we've had good family vacations we haven't gone in a few years no it was like a whole family but yeah for the most part though we haven't had a bad experience i think i've jinxed us for the next experience that we have knock on wood. do you got yeah. a, you got anything do you hear me knock on wood all right won't jinx us. do you got anything is this wood it is wood do you have you got any more there? Yeah, this one's uh, this one's from Uncle Larry. It says, "Is A Flow also into watching Seinfeld like pro football talk?" Had you watched? We we watched the whole series, I think on the DVDs, right? Yeah, we did. We watched, and that was like we started a couple of years ago. And anytime you'd be home from school, and we'd want to go down to the barn and hang out, or go down to the theater and hang out, we would we would watch them, and we worked our way through the entire series. And I think we started again, but we didn't get very far. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd want to watch it again. Did you enjoy it? I did. What series do you want to watch again that I mean, we've already watched? I, I don't can't really think of anything. But Always Sunny. Yeah. We started that the other night. Yeah, I we did. I think Always. I I hate to say it. Because I feel very loyal to Seinfeld. I think Always Sunny's better. I don't think there's a bad 
episode of It's Always Sunny in no, Philadelphia. Yeah, it's Always Sunny is definitely better. And The Office was great until we've talked. I feel like we talk about this every week until Michael yeah. Scott left. Or no, it was it wasn't that good. Yeah, there was some there was some after that that were not very good. All right, at Leapers five hundred. When Florio Sr. watched The Godfather, did you feel any guilt because many Italian-Americans hate the girlfriend as it portrays mafiosis? If you loved it, which brother are you most like? I have a theory. What about Junior? I, the girl, who, Which girlfriend? You mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I understand that, that there are some Italian-Americans that end up getting involved in things they shouldn't be involved in. I don't, I don't get all upset about, the, oh, it's a stereotype. I mean, it's not like people think that we're all mobbed up, but... I don't know. Which brother am I most like? I, I, I don't know. See, the whole... the whole. Yeah, I, I, we have the Godfather novel. You should read it this summer. It's good. But it's it's the the broader theme is it's, it's about succession. And you got the three sons who each have qualities of the father. But, you know, like they, they, they are essentially battling out which is going to take over. And, uh, you know, Fredo's the, the lame one. You've seen The Godfather, right? I haven't seen it. But. Well, let's watch it. We have it. We can watch it. I know. All right, let's watch it this weekend. Okay. All right, I won't spoil it for you. All right, no I mean, spoilers. I know, like, I know, like, the brothers and stuff. Yeah, well, we should watch it. It's, it's actually not bad. All right, uh, what else? You got another one? No, you find another All one. All right, uh, another one from Matt Leapers 500. How does A-Flow feel about Jam- Jameis Winston and his three-game suspension? Does that seem weirdly light to his generation of fans? And quick uh, refresher, Winston will miss the first three games of the season. He allegedly groped an Uber driver in March of 2016. The NFL has kind of kept the details concealed. I think they're afraid of a public backlash if people knew exactly what he was accused of doing. How does that kind of of conduct how does that wash with someone in your age group you, you and your friends how, what's the reaction to somebody getting a three-game suspension from their job because they groped an uber driver does that seem too I light mean, or does it seem I too think, severe i think everyone i think everyone thinks that it's too light like not just people in like within my generation like it seems like as a majority everyone agrees that it's too light of a of a suspension. I mean, with especially because it's not like he has a very good track record either. Do, do kids? Do kids your age? They they don't act that way, do they? You don't know kids that act that way. I don't way. know anyone. Do you I know anybody who of... walked out of a store carrying crab legs and not paying for them? <laughs> no. Have any? I mean, you know, your your friends like there was always one kid in our group that. Now we did some stuff we shouldn't have done, but there was always one kid that got caught. And it just, he was just either dumb or unlucky. Not, none of your kids, none of your friends have gotten in any trouble that I know no, of. we really never have. Knock on wood. Well, that's good. Knock on wood again. We've been on, knocking on a lot of wood here. All right. Uh, Mike Likes Dirt. What's the verdict on the new Drake album? I think it's uh, called, it's called Centipede. Scorpion. <laughs> Close. <laughs> What's it? What, what, it's, what, called, it's Scorpion. What, what do you think of it? I don't know. I don't really like it that much. Oh, is that is that? Wait, is that because you're a hipster and not a not a a, a, a hype chaser? Hype ch- hype beast. Hype beast. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just I know like eventually I'll get into it, but right now I just there's just something about it I can't really just get into. Um, like there's just too much to it, and it's just hard to really kind of take it all in at once. Yeah, I haven't listened to it at all. Like and 24 songs, 25. 20, but why not? Why not just make? Why not just make it into two different albums? That's what Future did last year, and it worked out pretty well. 
At On Tour Forever, what's the over-under on the date that Des Bryant signs with a team? My bet is after the third preseason game, Monday, August 27. I think it'll be under that. I, you got to get in there and you got to get, you got to get to know your teammates, the quarterback, the coaching staff. You can't just show up. If you just show up, you're going to struggle to get up to speed. It's like changing a tire on a moving car. It is going to be very difficult to do. So I, I don't think that it's going to be that late. And uh, I still don't know where he's going to end up. I think he should just wait for someone to get injured unless there's a decent offer on the table right now. And I know that cuts against what I'm saying, but I I think somebody inevitably is going to get injured, which may create a better opportunity for him than if he jumps into a team that already has its depth chart set and has receivers who have been working together through the offseason program. You hear Farfel down there darking, uh, darking, barking. God, she's going nuts. And, and she's three months old as of Tuesday, and she's pretty big already. And that bark is already kind of deep for a puppy. That's going to be a beast. That we, we carry her around now when she doesn't comply with what we want, when she won't I come in. I carry her too. She's not going to be, we're only going to be able to carry her for so much longer. Yeah, I know. There's going to be a point where she's carrying us. You wanted a big dog. I have a I feeling we're getting a big dog. It's supposed to be 50 to 80 pounds. I'm betting the over on Farfel. I think Farfel's going to be a big-ass dog. Yeah. I and think she's, she'll get up there. Yeah. All right. Uh, at Jake Hines, and what's more likely, Packers win 12 games or more, or the Raiders win nine games or more? I say the Packers, Packers. win 12. Yeah, Packers. Packers. I, I don't have a lot of faith in, in, in the Raiders. Oh, you hate the Raiders. No, I'm being objective. I'm being fair. I just don't, I just don't think that the talent is there. And I don't like how they're dealing with Khalil Mack. And I think that it's going to blow up on them. And they're not going to be as good as, as people think just because John Gruden's back. People are expecting them to be great because it's virtue with Tampa. They won the Super Bowl. Folks, that was 16 years ago. The game has changed. And I think as long as the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be good. As long as he's healthy. I don't want to jinx him. But as long as he's healthy, they're going to be good. All right. You got any others? No. I don't have any more. There's nothing. There's, there's a... Whoa. There's one here. I don't know what that means. First boob. What does that mean? Uh, let's not go down that path. No. All right. Uh, thank you, John Anderson, for that input. Um, let's see. What else? Ron from New Mexico. Can you name a person who very publicly hurt an entire industry who then went on to get a job in the same industry? That's the essence of Colin Kaepernick's situation and why the NFL teams aren't being unfair by refusing to hire him. Never mind PFT's slant. Well, here's my slant, Ron from New Mexico. First of all, the NFL gave the players the right to not stand for the anthem. That's the problem I have with this. This is all the NFL's doing. The NFL clumsily, in an effort to make the players props, in the effort to wrap the shield in the flag, created this this defect, created this loophole by poorly drafting the policy to allow players to not stand. And then when Colin Kaepernick was first spotted not standing for the national anthem, and I asked the NFL, what's your position on this? They said, players are encouraged to stand, but they're not required. So they gave them the right. You give somebody a right, and then you don't respect it. That's what bothers me. Just don't give them the right in the first place. And what they should have done, the moment they realized there was a problem, they should have sat down with the NFL Players Association, just like the NBA did when Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf did this in the 90s. You sit down with the union and you say, let's fix this. Let's get an agreement where you're going to stand for the anthem. But the NFL didn't want to do it because the NFL's too cheap, folks. The NFL did not want to make a concession to the NFL Players Association to get an agreement to stand for the anthem. And now that they've allowed this thing to mushroom, 
going to be a lot more expensive to get the NFLPA to ever agree. So the NFL screwed this up from the get-go. They keep making it worse as they try to dig their way out. It's on them. And also, also, this industry prohibits independent businesses from coming together and making employment decisions collectively. It's called collusion. It would be antitrust, but for the presence of a labor deal that encompasses all of the workforce that is available to the 32 businesses in the industry. It's still collusion for the 32 teams to come together and make global decisions. And that's the argument. And that's what the evidence possibly will show. That's what this is about. You have to set the politics aside. You have to make decisions. You don't have to. You can do whatever the hell you want. But I encourage people to make their decisions by understanding how we got to this point, who created the mess, and whether or not one person should be forever shunned for doing something that his employers gave him the right to do. All right. Was that... uh I try not to be political about this. I just I'm I'm focused on what, you get what I think. Pretty into it with that. I th- but but it bothers me when people number one are not treated fairly, and number two when there's a haze of bullshit that is keeping people from seeing the truth. And the truth is the NFL create. You know it used to be like it is. We go to the WVU games from time to time, right? When they play the anthem, where are the players? Where are they? In the locker room. They're in the locker room. That's how it used to be in the NFL. But see, they wanted to curry favor with the military. So let's have this big production where the players are standing there with their uniforms on, just like military members, and their hand over their heart. So they make them come out to the sideline. But when they wrote the policy, they screwed it up. And they didn't put language in there that said, you must stand for the anthem. So they created this. It's the uh, We've used this example before. The exhaust port on the Death Star, and you drop a... A, uh, a proton torpedo into it. I mean, that's what they did. They, they created this this flaw that Colin Kaepernick discovered and took advantage of. And instead of fixing it, because fixing it the right way would have forced them to give the NFL Players Association something at the bargaining table, they've, they've kept trying to do these, these patches and they keep failing. That's the problem. The NFL is responsible for this. And and that's what bothers me. And, and they're, they're, I believe... That there will, uh, regardless of whether or not Colin Kaepernick wins, I think that that it walks like a duck, it looks like a duck, it shits like a duck. I think that there's collusion, and that's why he's not employed. How else can we explain? When you look at all the crappy quarterbacks that are employed, the Colin Kaepernick can't get a job. And here we are, a year and a half later, he can't get a job. Everybody knows what it is. Everybody knows what's going on. They've collectively decided that they're not going to employ him because he's the guy that made the robot self-aware. See, he's. they don't want players, Alex... I'm I'm corrupting you potentially. I'm giving you a bad a bad mindset about the NFL. You need to make your own decisions. But I feel like they want players to be robots, and they don't want players to realize they have rights and they have power. And and Colin Kaepernick helped them realize they have rights and they have power. And now they're still dealing with the aftermath of it because players have learned they can protest during the anthem, and it all traces to Kaepernick. Right. I mean, yeah, it's definitely pretty obvious why he's not in the league, and he hasn't been for years. Liberal. Now. All right, I won't agree with what you say anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding because you called me a liberal when I made a, a comment about, a very vague comment about climate change. All right. I'm, I'm libertarian. I know, I voted libertarian in the last... You're not supposed to talk about who you voted for. Oops. I pr- I'm proud that you voted libertarian, although is it, wasn't that the guy who like couldn't name a, a, a world leader? He was on with Chris Matthews, Gary Johnson. Who's your favorite world leader? Ah, uh, all of them. Just give me one. Uh, Flavin. So, yeah. I but but I, I, I look. The whole idea of libertarianism is 
leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. That's what I like. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Don't tell me how to live my life. Stay out of my affairs. Quit taking my taxes. I don't like paying taxes, but I pay them and I pay every penny and then some because it's legally required. But yeah, I would prefer a minimal government and uh, libertarian, I think, is uh, no government. So, all right enough of that no just when we say we're not going to talk about politics we talk about our political views and alex reveals that he voted for gary johnson in the last presidential election not that it mattered trump won the state by like 80 points all right that's uh that's it for this friday edition of the pftpm podcast thanks for your questions as always and uh you got you got three in the books you're becoming a pot you're becoming a podcast pro yeah, I'm just I'm starting to learn a little bit, I guess. I keep thinking one of these Fridays, you're going to say, hey, you ready to do it? And you're going to be like, yeah, I've had enough. I'm done. I'm bored. But uh, three, I, after you do three, I think you're locked in for the rest of the summer. We'll see where it goes from there. But uh, maybe you'll have your own yeah, we'll podcast see. one of these days. We'll see what's going on pretty soon. Uh, all right, got to go check on Farfel. I think Farfel is probably uh, consuming, uh, like, uh, you know, a leg off of the couch downstairs or something yeah, like that. She might be asleep now after all that. that that's the thing. That, that I don't know if, if the folks out there listening, if your dogs do this, but she's, like, she, she's got, like, 10 different personalities. And you never know what you're going to get. She's either hyper and going crazy, or she's sound asleep. Or like everything in between, and you never quite know. Like there's no consistency to it, and it's random, and it'll happen in the middle of the night, not middle of the night, but you know, like late at night, like It'll 10, 11 o'clock. Early, early. She goes nuts, and she still bites you. You're the only one she consistently bites. She bites, she bites your mom a little bit. She won't bite me, and you know why? You know what I did? I I hold her sn- when she bites me. I hold her snout together, and she and she doesn't bite me anymore. I've done that as well, and she still bites me. Yeah, she she knows that you don't mean it. She, she, I, I'm the alpha. I mean, I think that's what we've established. I am the alpha of this household. Admit it. Bow to the alpha. I don't know. She, uh, she loves mom, so I don't know if she may be the alpha. There's a good chance she's the alpha. Or just the favorite. The, the, the key is, if you're truly the alpha, you let somebody else think they're the alpha. I think she lets me think I'm the alpha. She may be the alpha. Bottom line is the dog loves your mom more than anybody. When I'm downstairs working and your mom goes upstairs, the dog sits by that gate that we put in so the dog can't run up the steps because the dog can fly up the steps now and she cries and cries and cries. And when I walk away, she just kind of, you know, looks the other way and and goes and tries to find one of my shoes to eat. All right, that's it for the podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll be back Monday. Next Friday, we'll have a flow. I need to line up a few interviews. We're going to talk to Jeff Perlman at some point, the author of the new USFL book. We want to move it a little bit closer to when the book comes out. I've been reading that. It is fascinating, fascinating stuff. We'll have plenty of stories about that book once the actual publication date comes September 11. Plenty more to come. Training camps are going to open. We'll be posting all weekend long at profootballtalk.com. Thanks again for some of your time. Have a great weekend. We'll talk Monday. You can find the PFTPM podcast on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, and you will, subscribe for automatic downloads. Leave a rating and review. That'll help new listeners find our show and push us up the charts. Search PFTPM for your evening update from Pro Football Talk. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. 
Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.